Kevin Markwick. I was toting my pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi with a high-end canvas-covered load If you're going to Winnemucca Mac with me, you can ride And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand And I said, listen I've traveled every road in this here land I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I breathe the mountain air, man I travel, I've had my share, man I've been everywhere I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Mattawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla, I'm a killer I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I breathe the mountain air, man Travel, I've had my share, man I've been everywhere I've been to Boston, Charleston, Dayton, Louisiana, Washington, Houston, Kingston, Texas, County, Monterey, Faraday, Santa Fe, Tallapoosa, Glen Rock, Black Rock, Little Rock, Oskaloosa, Tennessee, Tennessee, Chicopee, Spirit Lake, Grand Lake, Devil's Lake, Crater Lake, the Beach Lake I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I breathe the mountain air, man I've traveled, I've had my share, man I've been everywhere I've been to Louisville, Nashville, Knoxville Lomba, Baca, Shefferville, Jacksonville Waterville, Coastal, Rocka, Pittsfield, Springfield Bakersfield, Shreveport, Hackensack, Cadillac Fond du Lac, Davenport, Idaho Jellico, Argentina, Diamantina, Pasadena Catalina, Sequamina I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I breathe the mountain air, man I've traveled, I've had my share, man I've been everywhere I've been to Pittsburgh, Parkersburg, Gravelburg, Colorado, Ellensburg, Rexburg, Vicksburg, Eldorado, Laramore, Atmore, Havistall, Chattanooga, Chaska, Nebraska, Alaska, Opelika, Baraboo, Waterloo, Kalamazoo, Kansas City, Sioux City, Cedar City, Dodge City, what a pity I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I breathe the mountain air, man I've traveled, I've had my share, man I've been everywhere I've been everywhere Johnny Cash from his Unchained album in 1996. Okay, here we go. Kevin Markwick here again for your uh, delectation, I suppose. And it's just the two of us tonight. Ah, isn't it nice? Lovely, lovely to have guests on, but I think we just need to spend a little time, you know, apart and and just get to know each other again, don't you? Thanks to Adrian uh, for the previous two hours of his soul loveliness. And on a packed show tonight, 
Uh, we got music from Metronomy, First Aid Kit, Frankie Lane. In the film section, there's uh, Mikhail Dana, Michael Fassbender, Shaggy, Shaggy, Shaggy Otis. Get it right. Uh, Hans Zimmer. We seem to be letting him creep into the shower a bit. And all sorts. Lana Del Rey, Karen Souza, music from Car- uh, Connor Oberst, uh, Misha P. Hinson, Third World, and Abibio Sound Machine. Basically, all sorts. We're not going to have a, a time travelly section. I'm not going to do all that tonight. Because the show's been a bit uh, different the last couple of weeks. It gives me a chance to catch up on one or two tracks I wanted to play you. Not just uh, indie music, but film music as well. So let's start with a good one. This is Francois and the Atlas Mountains. Cette fois-là, que voyais-tu dans mon regard et cru? Tu ne voyais que toi là. Que croyais-tu? Que pensais-tu? Que voulais-tu de moi là? Qui pensais-tu tirer entre deux rues, tirer entre deux beaux draps là? La vérité, en vérité, en vérité, la vérité, tu ne la connais pas. La vérité, en vérité, en vérité, la vérité, tu ne la connais pas. La vérité, en vérité, en vérité, la vérité, tu ne la connais pas. and the Atlas Mountains, uh, Anglo, sort of English, Bristol-based, I think, group. 
That's called La Verite. So, it's usually at this point in the show that I ask you very nicely to get in touch, and there are many ways you can do that. Um, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Kevin Markwick. That's a good way. Get an instant response. Or you can go to the Facebook page at the Kevin Markwick Show. I'm sure most of you have got a Facebook account. I would think you can log in there and do a search on the Kevin Markwick Show. You can interact with us there. Or you can email the studio directly, studio at uckfieldfm.co.uk. Or you can even go online and find... Uh, there's a webcam thing. You can see the back of my head. Uh, which is looking, uh, I have to say, very attractive this evening. Um, yeah, look at that. Not a bald patch in sight. And you can uh, interact with me there. You can sort of write things, tell me to stop speaking and play more music, or just to leave. You can do whatever you like, really. But it would be good to hear from you. And those of you listening to the podcast, I know there's quite a few of you, um, it's really good to have you along. And get in touch during the week it doesn't have to be just you don't just have to wait um to while we're on the air to interact with the show please please let me know what you think of the show what we should do what we shouldn't do what we're doing good what we're doing good what we're doing well I sound like a footballer what we're doing good uh and any other suggestions that you might have would be nice so let's move on this is uh, metronomy
I mean, ooh, well, like I don't dig spiders. Well, that's that's how the song goes. She goes, hidey deadly, a black tarantula. Daylight come and they won't go home. Is that it? Can I leave now? Oh, not yet. We got a big finish. Yeah, man. Crazy. I come through the window. Daylight come and me won't go home. Evening sound better. 105 There's music and there's laughter I don't know if I'm scared of dying But I'm scared of living too fast, too slow Regret, remorse, hold on No, no, I gotta go There's no start and no 
stuff they seem to be getting stronger and stronger don't they that's um first aid kit from the brand new lp stay gold uh, released on june the 6th there's live dates all over the uk in the autumn but sadly i don't think they're coming this way which is a real shame uh, they're playing the royal albert hall i'm not sure the date probably sold out already before that, you heard Stan Freeberg from 1957, uh, the Banana Boat song, which I remember being a mainstay on Junior Choice on Radio 1 with Wally Whiten. That dates me, doesn't it? Uh, I, I didn't realise, when I was looking that up, he was actually, Stan Freeberg was the voice of the beaver in the in Lady and the Tramp. You know, the uh, um, 66%, uh, which is something I didn't know. See? What a mine of useless information I am. I'm going to play uh, St. Vincent now. This is rather good. Prince Johnny, you're kind, but you're not simple. 
Clark or St Vincent as she's uh, better known from the current album St Vincent it's called Prince Johnny she actually plays the Eastbourne Winter Garden on October the 23rd which is an unusual venue isn't it I don't recall is is that one that normally appears on the list I don't recall it I mean it must have done at some point when there were tea dances or am I talking out of my um, out of my trousers it's possible. Wouldn't be the first time. Someday World uh, is a collaboration album by British Museum... Uh, British Museum? <laughs> it could be. The British Museum could be involved. By British musician Brian Eno and Carl Hyde. Um, he's actually the guy from Underworld. Uh, and the album features a number of supporting musicians, including Coldplay's Will Champion, John Reynolds, Andy Mackay of Roxy Music, and was produced by Brian Eno with... Uh, the 20-year-old Fred Gibson. And this is one of the tracks. Uh, It's called Daddy's Car.
That's mightily agreeable, I think. Brian Eno. And Hyde. Hyde? Carl Hyde is what I mean. Sorry, everyone. Okay, well, that's it for that musicy bit of the show. There'll be musicy bit back in an hour. Uh, but now it's time to do that handbrake turn thing we do into the film part of the show after we've had one of these. Kevin Markwick. Wonderful, wonderful uh, Frankie Lane singing Blazing Saddles, the opening credit song to Mel Brooks' uh, film from 1974, which is, uh, well, remains a classic, really, doesn't it? Um, doesn't it? Yes. Uh, what was I going to tell you about that? Oh, I read this. Yes, uh, I only read this today, and this is a film that's been a big thing in our house for years, but I didn't know this, that Frankie Lane... Um, answered an advert in Variety. Mel Brooks put an ad out because they wanted this spoof song. I mean, it's a ridiculous song to sound like a, a, an old Western song. And they, they said they wanted a Frankie Lane sound-alike. 
And Frankie Lane called uh, Mel Brooks' office and said, "Well, look, you know, I can come in and I can I can do it." And he didn't know he didn't he didn't twig that it was a spoof song, so he did it with absolute sincerity, and that's why it's so funny. And then, of course, they dubbed on those ridiculous whip cracks afterwards, and it it, um, it sets the film up perfectly. Um, what was I going to say? Yes, we've got lots of stuff. What I'm not going to do, I'm just basically going to play you stuff that took my fancy over the next hour because we've, we've not done this in a while just playing film music so uh, I've got stuff from uh, Frank from an Australian film called Wake in Fright uh, stuff from Dallas Buyers Club The Pink Panther, Godzilla, Spider-Man 2 basically whatever took my fancy I'd throw it in so one of the ones I wanted to play you actually was um, Mikael Danner's score from Transcendence Wally Fister's recent film, Wally Fister being the DP, uh, director of photography, behind all of Chris Nolan's pictures, probably up until Interstellar. He probably didn't do Interstellar uh, because he was busy making his own film. I'll look that up and verify that. But, um, you know, this was hotly anticipated and we were all rather looking forward to this because Wally's a lovely guy and he he makes uh, fantastic images. But, you know, if we're honest, the film was a bit of a letdown. This kind of, it's this modern, in the way that um, Duncan Jones succeeded with Moon in referencing all those fantastic 70s uh, sci fi, like uh, Silent Running, uh, even Demon Seed, and the late 60s, 2001, this, this kind of didn't work in the same way, really, and, and was, was strangely inert. Uh, which was massively disappointing, and I know the box office is disappointing. We didn't really uh, do much with it, but the score was quite interesting. Have a listen. Put the fader up, Kev.
always was. Uh, from Transcendence, Mikhail Danner's score for Wally Pfister's film, which, you know, didn't work really. Sorry, everyone. Hey, if you saw it and you liked it, let me know. That would be really interesting. I thought it was, um, yeah, strangely conventional, really. But if you enjoyed it and you think I'm an idiot, then please, at Kevin Markwick on Twitter, or you can go to the Facebook page, The Kevin Markwick Show. You can log into Facebook. I would have told you whether Interstellar is being shot by Wally Fister, and I'm pretty damn sure it isn't. But I can't log into my IMD, but what well, I can log into my IMDb account. But they've now got one of these catch things on it where you got to, oh, really? Can you read those? Just, just you know, put these letters in, the backward T and upside down W. And I'm getting too old to see that stuff. I can't see it. Although the, the thing they're saying, maps, maps to the stars, which has uh, just been a big hit, hasn't it? It can. Really looking forward to that, the new David Cronenberg picture. I'm absolutely gutted I'm not a can this year. It seems to be, it looks like it's turning out to be a, a bit of a classic, that Mr. Turner. Oh, Boy, are we going to take some money with that one. The other one we struggled with um, and was actually a marvellous, marvellous film. We've struggled over the last couple of weeks with Lenny Abrahamson's film um, uh, Frank, which we just couldn't make it find an audience, which is a real shame. And I think I don't, as a cinema owner, sometimes it's very difficult because you desperately want people to come and see these films and they're just not interested and you can't I'm not sure how you may impresses are failing presses are failing on my part that I couldn't get the the, the audience interested enough but I know it's done well in key cities but uh, perhaps it's just that you know sometimes that feels a little bit on the small side however um, I think Frank is a film that will be reappraised and visited again and again and again over the years as a classic because um the story, oh, it's almost impossible to pitch. <laughs> the story is not Frank Sidebottom, although it's kind of based on Frank Sidebottom. But it just celebrates the concept of madness in the creative process. So it owes a lot to um, people like Frank Zappa and Captain Beefheart and that kind of determination to do something different. Anyway, here's Michael Fassbender, who plays Frank, singing. Uh, in fact, they all played their own instruments, all of them, Maggie Gyllenhaal, um, all the actors. And they came, I think this is towards the end, when they go to South by Southwest, isn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong. But it's the song, I Love You All.
stench of cigarettes and still you realize I love you all Prodigal son waits to return to where the dogs play pool Utterly insane, but curiously logical, Frank. Sung by Michael Fassbender, who I'm assured is is in that head all the time, even though we don't see him. You know, you spend all that money for Michael Fassbender and you put a thing on his head. But it is a remarkable performance, how he makes that kind of wide-eyed, papier-mâché head seem uh, uh, so affecting is is really quite something. So, where are we going to move to? Uh, Waking Fright. Now, this is a film that just seems to have been rediscovered. It was made in 1971 and it seems to have had a sort of a comeback. It was just been reissued in UK cinemas. It was this utterly kind of bonkers um, Australian film. Uh, the director was Ted Kocheff, who went on to make First Blood and the classic Weekend at Bernie's. Who could forget that one? Uh, it's the story of a um, teacher in the outback desperate to get home to see his girlfriend during the holidays and he gets a layover in this place called the Yabba and he gambles his airfare away and he gets stuck. It's a kind of Kafka nightmare and it features this extraordinary performance by Donald Pleasance as the town doctor who is a drunk and a, and a bum and just uh, this descent into madness. It's like nothing you've ever seen and Australians got very upset about this, um, not least because they thought it was a, an inaccurate portrayal of themselves. And there's a story about um, at a screening, somebody stood up and shouted at the screen, this isn't us. And one of the stars, Jack Thompson, uh, stood up and said, no, mate, it is. <laughs> Which uh, it was, uh, um, it featured kangaroo hunting and very uh, famously and uh, controversially they went out on an actual kangaroo hunt. Um, in the evening with sort of drunken Aussie people in the outback shooting kangaroos. But it was, it kind of stays with you for a long, long, long time afterwards. It's now available on various places to download. I think I saw it on Mubi, which if you've not 
been uh, and had a look at movie you should have you're interested in in uh, European and art house cinema that's something I can recommend anyway this is the title track from Wake in Fright Music from Wake in Fright, made in 1971. Music by John Scott. Uh, if you've not seen it and you can track it down, it would be interesting to know what you think. It's challenging in some ways and just uh, kind of jaw-droppingly um, strange in others. So we're going to have one of these and when we come back, some classic Henry Mancini. Your community, your station, Thank you. 
Oh, <laughs> sounds like I feel. That was Henry Mancini, of course, the Pink Panther theme, the classic uh, theme from the 19... What was it? 63 film. Wow. Would you, would you believe there were actually 11 Inspector Clouseau films? Which is ridiculous. Uh, what people tend to forget is that in the first Pink Panther film that they made, Clouseau was only a secondary character. It was actually David Niven was the star of the film, Charles Lytton, the famous Phantom, uh, Stealing the Diamond. He was the, he was the star of the film. And Clouseau was uh, like a second banana, the comic relief. And nothing like as buffoonish and as ridiculous as he became in the later films. But he was such a success that they made a follow-up almost immediately called A Shot in the Dark, which was very funny. Um, had the scenes with the nudist colony and the, um, when he's ripping the bays on the on the snooker table, that was sort of that was Clouseau between the kind of ordinary guy that he was in the first one and the exaggerated guy that he was in the later one. But eleven, I think there were actually only about three that were any good. If one is there's that one shot in the dark, the one where they came back, the Return of the Pink Panther, and I always have a soft spot for the Pink Panther Strikes Again, even though it plot with the laser beams and the uh, you know, it's got all that. I suggest you count your bees. You may find one of them is missing. I was a child. What can I tell you? But after that, when they started to use outtakes um, and it really got kind of desperate. And actually, Alan Arkin once played uh, Inspector Clouseau in a film called Inspector Clouseau, which has long been forgotten. Uh, if anyone's seen that, get in touch because I, I, I've never seen it. So what I, I'm going to play you now is uh, this blockbuster season. I don't know if you've noticed Spider-Man. Godzilla, all that kind of stuff. And it's only going to get worse, folks. People putting their underpants on outside their trousers, which is um, usually the sign for us to start redecorating and things. To be honest, not our kind of thing. Godzilla we're playing this week. Um, it's an interesting film. Gareth Edwards, who made a massive hit with a sort of self-finance, very low-budget film, Monsters. And that sensibility of um, shooting things in a slightly different way, which actually adds to their authenticity. He even brings to Godzilla, there's a couple of really striking sequences in it where they're jumping out of a plane and rather cheekily he uses the um, George Leggetti, is that how you pronounce it? Um, music from 2001 to give it this kind of ethereal feel which actually the film doesn't really deserve to be honest because it's basically when it comes down to it, a big stompy thing. Things stomping on buildings. And he he's brilliant with the action sequences, but quite honestly, he might as well have a pair of sock puppets with eyes on when it comes to directing the actors. I think that's the thing that he, he needs to get a hold of. But, you know, what do I know? So I thought I'd play you some of the music. It's not bad at all, actually. It's uh, Alexandra Day Platt again, who's becoming a bit uh, ubiquitous, don't you think? Anyway, this is from the uh, Godzilla official so uh, original soundtrack.
Well, it's big, certainly. Uh, Alexandre Desplat's score from Godzilla, which is uh, out last weekend. How much longer it'll last in Upfield, I don't know. So go and see it if you want to. The sound is amazing and makes everything rattle and it's just uh it's a spectacle you need to see on the big screen really um now some Hans Zimmer here comes Hans Zimmer elbowing doing one of his elbowing everybody out of the way scores for Spider-Man actually just um I was going to say did you think that I thought the beginning of that Godzilla sounded like a Poseidon adventure maybe I don't know what do you think where's Cheney when you need him um yeah, it sounded very Poseidon adventure to me, but uh, again, what do I know? Here we go, here he comes. Oh, here comes Hans. Oh, he's oh, helping everyone out of the way with his big, big, big score. no room for doubt in that score is there and there's no room you know you got all the noise going on on the screen and you got that playing over the top of it i mean basically you're just sort of kind of paid your money and you've sat there really do you think i'm becoming too cynical about these things let me play you something now that is far more challenging and leaves you when you've seen the film with uh, images and uh, feelings that actually you need to kind of sort out. And the score uh, is is part of that process. This is uh, part of uh, Misha Levy's score for Under the Skin, and it's called Lonely Void. Now stick with it, OK?
that's part of uh, Mika Levy's score for Under the Skin, Jonathan Glazer's sci-fi masterpiece, which doesn't in any way... That, that music is as much part of the film. People are very fond of saying that, you know, the music helps tell the story and all the rest of it, but the music in that film is as an integral part of the storytelling in a way rarely seen in films. It's... it's um, quite quite extraordinary and i think it's going to be out on blu-ray soon it's pretty certain you didn't see it in the cinema or if you did let me know tell me what you thought did you hate it did you love it whatever um at kevin markwick on twitter facebook page um the kevin markwick show or any other way really it would be great to hear from you but that that to me is the uh the best kind of film music because it uh in fact, that that part when you when you when you remember the film, you're actually remembering that music as well, in the same way that I guess E.T. was or, or whatever. That, that, but these big bombastic scores for Spider-Man and things—they they don't leave any impression on you whatsoever, do they? Or maybe I'm just a curmudgeon, the old git. Here's one that did leave an impression on me. This is from Jim Jarmusch's film *Only Lovers Left Alive*. It's called *The Taste of Blood*.
That's part of the score uh, for only Lovers Left Alive, Jim Jarmusch's cool, hip gangster movie. Uh, and that's actually by Josef van Wissem and Squirrel, <laughs> which is actually Jim Jarmusch's uh, musical project, spelled S-Q-U with an umlaut R-L. So, Squirrel? Squirrel? I don't know. Anyway, uh, we'll continue the vampire theme after one of these. That's Eli's theme uh, from the oh, Thomas L. Fredson's quite brilliant Let the Right One In in uh, 2008 already. Uh, the music by Johann Söderqvist. And I looked Al Fredson up, who's just brilliant. He went on to do uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, which was my favourite film of that year, as was Let the Right One in the year before or two years before that. Uh, but he just seems to be in development hell or something. He's not making any films for the love of cinema get on with it man um now here's something that i'm not sure it's a good idea or not it's kind of creepy and weird it's either really really clever or really really cynical or a bit of both it's uh lana del rey this is from the upcoming maleficent which is disney's kind of tentpole picture over the next 
few weeks, which I'm not convinced is a good idea, but, you know, what do I know? Um, and it's the Tchaikovsky music, Once Upon a Dream, which they used in the animated version of the 50s. And this is a dark, 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 dark version. Let's see what you think. What do you think? Lana Del Rey, Once Upon a Dream, which is, of course, Tchaikovsky's uh, Sleeping Beauty Waltz, which was used, uh, they used that song in the 1950 version, which was actually a big financial disaster. It was shot in 70mm. It was their attempt at getting into big screen, uh, widescreen stuff, Disney, and it, it was... Uh, it didn't. It didn't hit ring any bells. I know it, it kind of eventually. I think it, it did, but um, 
and they've resurrected this Maleficent character played by Angelina Jolie and they've given her this backstory that she's been misjudged and all the rest of it. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it'd be fine and entertaining and all of that stuff, but isn't the baddie sometimes, particularly in that kind of thing, isn't the baddie just the baddie sometimes? Why do you have to, you know, rationalise it? I don't know. Uh, um, what was the other thing I was going to say to you? Oh, yes, that uh, Terry Gilliam has been on Twitter and things moaning that no one, that cinemas have not been showing his film. Well, thing is, Terry, there's a reason for that. It's because no one was going to see it. Sorry, the Zero Theorem. As entertaining as it was, the audiences were a bit sparse. And again, that's a harsh reality of life sometimes. But just to cheer you up, here's uh, Creep as sung by uh, Karen Souza in the film. When you were here before can look in the eye You're just like an angel Your skin makes me You float like a feather In a beautiful world I wish I was special You're so very special But I'm a creep And I'm a I want a perfect body I want a perfect soul I want you to know Don't belong here 
the end being cut off again Karen Souza uh, Creep which of course is the Radiohead song used in Terry Gilliam's film The Zero Theorem which wasn't bad and I like that bit at the end on the beach where he just finally goes off into la la land Um, but not a big big success catch it on DVD video download or whatever they want you to do these days so I've noticed actually a rather curmudgeonly streak creeping into the last uh, 30, 40 minutes of the show so for that I apologise so what I thought I'd do is we'd uh, come out of the film part of the show with um, a lovely bit of Cuban music from the up and coming film Chef directed by John Favreau it's a delightful film which is odd in that it has no real third act I, I won't tell you why but there's a good reason for that and it, it's a kind of smiley leave the cinema happy film which you know sometimes we need Gente de zona, una vez más, homenaje a Bárbaro de Río. Forever y Alexander, ahí nada más. Mando Pro, la mafia musical.
From This Is Hardcore in 1997, Help the Aged. There's actually a fantastic uh, interpretation of that in the upcoming Pulp documentary, which is rather special. It's uh, lots of old ladies sitting around uh, singing the song. Uh, Well worth checking out that documentary. Very, very good. Uh, This is Connor Oberst. What a thing to be a witness to the sunshine What a dream to just be walking on the ground What a time to live among the ashen remnants of our love that came before And I'm still looking for that now It took centuries to build these twisted cities 
seconds to reduce them down to dust. And all the two of God could say was take your pictures, folks, it's late. Try your best, please, to remember what was done. Don't look so forlorn. Don't you look so scared. Don't get so upset. This world was never Wish I could get some sleep All this strange parade of sounds The city makes when I lie down Little explosions that set fire to my dreams Sometimes I get mistaken for this actor And I guess that I can see it from the side Maybe no one really seems to be The person that they mean to be Hope I am forgotten when I die Don't contradict me Don't make me cross the line If you feel threatened It's only cause I might But there are hundreds of ways To get through the day There are hundreds of ways To get through the day Yes, there are Bakersfield for cash oh, The band shell got a band Sound like an arcade in Japan Blew all my quarters Trying to get that feeling back Now this sucker can turn boredom into violence A sociopath riding on a bus And Cyrus is all black from his novel Contacts. If you look around but you can't see the rest of us In my sunglasses, don't mind the blinding light Yes, getting dark, bro, but I've always loved the night But there are hundreds of ways to get through the day Connor Oberst, best known as Bright Eyes, <laughs> did it again. What's going on? Uh, best known as Bright Eyes, of course, and that's from the new solo album, uh, Upside Down Mountain. That's going out for Katie, whose birthday it is today. Happy birthday, Katie. Um, I hope you have a good one and that you uh, enjoy all of your lions next week. 
Grandpa was born on a cold summer's day Not in New York, Chicago, or any special place And is the sun been down on his mother's breast as he did there lay? His father got his whip and sharpened his axe that day. That's the unique voice of uh, Mika P. Henson. 
The life, living, death and dying of a certain peculiar LJ Nichols, it's called. And uh, if that's your kind of thing, it's my kind of thing. It might not be your kind of thing, but if it is your kind of thing, I think that's enough of that. Um, he's playing the Comedia on the 23rd of April in Brighton, so you can go and check him out there. Now, I'm going to play you uh, a record I absolutely adored in my um, teenage years. Uh, Third World, Now That We Found Love. Um, and, you know, I didn't know it was a cover. I looked it up today and I didn't know it was a cover. Isn't that a terrible thing? I meant to mention this to Adrian earlier, uh, that it was actually originally done by the OJs in 1973. And I, and I kind of consider myself quite knowledgeable about this stuff. But clearly... As you have discovered, I am full of, um, full of, uh, what can I say on the radio? Full of nonsense. Yeah, that'll do. Here we go. Third world. Now that we found love, then we'll have a break and one more track and it's all over for another week. Oh, no. Did I milk that a bit? Sorry.
Third World, now that we found love from 1978. Why was I doing it in that voice? It was because I was trying to look down over there and speak into the microphone at the same time. Uh, and that record just proves, doesn't it, that the more, not, not the proof were ever needed, that the more you know, the more you realise you don't know. OK, break. One last record. Goodbye. That's how it's going to go. Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. I have to say, the bearded lady has sung. It's all over. Thank God I hear you cry. But we will be back next week. I keep using the we. It's just me. There's no one else here. Makes it sound like I've got a staff. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. It means an awful lot to me. And if you're listening to the podcast, I love you too. This is a BBO sound machine taking us out of the show. The Talking Fish. Talking Fish.